Thank you for listening to the Convergence Podcast. We pray that God speaks to you during this message and that he moves in your life. So I just, and I just took time to write a few thoughts down um, this morning. And I just, I just want to encourage you again, um, just and especially if you're in leadership positions and, and maybe if you're viewing this from a different state or pastor or whatever, um, I, just want you, I just want to encourage you to not cave into hopelessness. Uh, in the middle of this season, and and to not to, and not to begin to shut down, I, I I just feel like it's super important. I think that's for somebody. Um, it, could, it could be for a group of people that we just refuse to shut down. We refuse to, in terms of like our emotion, and uh, that we we move or we gravitate into this place of hopelessness, because you know what what started out to be you know three weeks has now turned into four months. And, um, and we're looking at also the, the quote, uh, flu season happening in, in just about eight weeks. And so uh, we really, really need to be hearing what the Father is saying. We really need to be pressing into the throne room and hearing what the Lord is saying. And I think that's, that's super important for us. And it's never been as critical as it is these days. Like we've talked about this before. We've preached about this, we've, but we need a company of people who are going to present themselves to the Father in the name of Jesus and just say, okay, what is heaven saying right now and what is heaven doing right now and can I do that with what heaven is doing? And I, I think that there's a corporate expression of that and there's definitely a personal expression of that. There's, there has to be my own like, time with God saying, what is, what is heaven saying to me personally as, to well as, as well as to us corporately? But also, it's, it's, it's each of you hearing from heaven, hearing from the Father, and responding to that. And so we're still in the middle of this, right? We're still in the middle of, of all that's going on, and, and it's important for us to continue to access heaven, and it for, it's important for us to hear what the Father's doing. And when we do, then there's going to be a peace that goes beyond all understanding. There's going to be faith that's going to rise up inside of us that actually propels us to move forward. So it's, we have to move away from, from maintaining to advancing. We have to be a people who are just not maintaining and living in this place of uncertainty to actually advancing the kingdom of God with certainty. And I know that there are many of you who are doing that. I, you know, we continue to hear great reports. So I just want to say thank you for all you guys who are taking massive steps of faith. Sometimes we feel like things are just like, I don't know, out of control. Um, but we have to believe that God is in control and that he's the one who oversees the nations. And he's the one who's got this thing. So he's just looking for his people to rise up in this place of intercession, to hear what the Father is saying, and then to release it on the earth. And I just would encourage you guys, let's continue uh, to do that. A crisis should never define us, but we must define the crisis. In other words, what I'm trying to say is that we need to bring uh, kingdom definition into the, into the crisis. Um, so we don't, we're, so we're not like uh, reacting, 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 reacting to the crisis. 
I said that a hundred times, didn't I? Reacting, reacting, <laughs> reacting to the crisis. We actually have to, we have to be in the position where we actually uh, engage the crisis from, from heaven's viewpoint. And so I just want to say uh, uh, along the lines of, like I said a few moments ago, along the lines of the, of the virus and what's going on is that we are, we are gaining victory in that. And you know what's interesting is that um, some people uh, look at the capital C church as, oh, they're just a bunch of religious people and, you know, they just, you know, they, they really don't, they, there's really not much value um, to the capital C church. And I'm telling you that we are the salt of the earth. I mean, we are the actual preservation of nations. And don't ever, don't ever underestimate if an order comes down that says, hey, don't meet or we want you to shut down or whatever it is that they might be communicating or from others might be communicating, we are vital to this nation. We are vital to this region. We are vital to our cities. Our prayers make a massive difference. And I just want to encourage you guys that you are important, that you do, you are somebody, like a big somebody, uh, wherever the Lord has planted you. And if you are going to work still, if you're say, working in the tech industry or wherever the Lord has you and you're still able to go to work, I just want you to know that you are significant in that workplace and that you actually bring the presence of the living God into the workplace and that, that though they might not see it, I'm trusting that they feel it. I'm trusting that when you step into that arena, the atmosphere changes. And we have to be... We have to believe that. We have to believe that. We have to believe in the God that's in us. We have to believe in the, the presence of God that we carry. And we have, to be, we have to believe that we are actually releasers of the presence. So we have to see through the lens of faith. We have to see through the lens of the kingdom. And I, I just want to, again, I feel like I'm just kind of championing, 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 I don't know how you say it. I'm just is that we have to be like David. And we have to be, some, some of us may be feeling the desert right now, but we have to be in that place where we're getting God's narrative. And while the rest of Israel was getting the enemy's narrative, was getting Goliath's narrative, and a lot of that could be through, say, social media. A lot of that could be, say, through uh, big media, you know, whether it's our newspapers or all. We're getting this, we're getting a, a massive amount of narrative, but it's really God's people who are in there, in that place with the Lord, getting God's narrative. And I, I just want to encourage both you you and me, that we have to be men and women, I mean, young people, who are moving and understanding and getting revelation around God's narrative. God's narrative is not equipped with tons of fear. In fact, perfect love casts out all fear. David had no problem facing Goliath. There was no fear in David. The scripture doesn't say there's fear in David. 
In fact, if there's anything in David, it's like, why aren't you defending the name or the cause of the name of the Lord in the middle of this battle? In fact, he says to his brother, uh, Eliab, is there not a cause? And I would encourage you guys again and again, like, I know as this thing rolls out and this thing rolls on, it, it is vital that we, we, we don't tire out, you know, we don't, we don't lose hope. We're in this place where we're receiving God's narrative. War against principalities and powers and rulers of the air. That is the place where we understand where the warfare is. And people, aren't gonna, people who don't know Jesus, people who aren't sensitive to the things of the Spirit, they're going to war at the first, you know, the, the, the first heaven, which is on earth. Maybe even the second heaven. But they're warring here. They're battling here. They're, they're, they're trump, you know, trumpeting you know, this or that or this. And we have to be men and women who are actually hearing the voice, getting God's narrative, and continuing to bring the narrative of the Lord Jesus into the war zone. And I just want to keep encouraging you guys. We, we have to continue to do this. This is, this is our assignment. This is what we're supposed to do. And remember that I said this a, a couple weeks ago. It's still working itself inside of me that David, David didn't carry that, a political bag, Right? David didn't carry even a religious bag. He carried a shepherd's bag. And it's so important that as we gain God's narrative and as we, we run into war, right, and the Lord assigns us in these different places, you know, whether it's at you know, Facebook or wherever it is that God has assigned us, that we actually are carrying a shepherd's bag, not a political bag, not even a religious bag or whatever, we carry a, the shepherd's bag, and he, Jesus being the good shepherd, we carry that bag, and the rocks that we pick up have to be those that complement the shepherd's bag. And so we have to ask the Lord, what is it, if I can use this analogy, what is it that you want me to throw at Goliath? You know, and it's like we have to understand kingdom principles, and that's what, those are the things that we have to throw. It's like, for some, it's, it's, it's hope, it's peace, it's love, it's long-suffering, it's joy. It's these kinds of things that we bring. Certainly, we, 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 we do, we throw the rock of intercession and fasting and prayer. Like, these are the things that we bring, say, to the table. This is what we do when we confront Goliath. And I'm telling you, like, that that new roads require new maps. I know I've said that before, but it's true. Like, like, we haven't been this way before. We just haven't. And other cultures have. Other cultures are still in it. Like, there's underground churches in China. There's underground, like, there's cultures that are facing these kinds of things at mass, mass levels. In fact, what's going on with us is mild, very mild, compared to what's going on in, say, Iraq and some other nations of the world. But for us in America, these are new days. And, and like I said before, what started out as, say, um, you know, three weeks has now been four months. Who knows? Again, honestly, like, who knows how, 
how, how much longer it's going to be. Like, we don't know. We don't know. But we do know that we can carry the principles of the kingdom of God into our lives. And that's really the point of what I want to encourage you. The other thing I want to just stress to you, again, is that we are, we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And, and, I, and I just feel like I need to pound that again, like that your feet are, are anchored or on a kingdom that cannot be shaken. America can be shaken, the nations of the world can be shaken, but the kingdom of God is never shaken. So I, want to, I just want to encourage you to, to continue to keep your feet planted in the kingdom. Well, how, how do you do that? You take his word and you follow what it says. His word will direct you. It's the, it's the constitution, if I can use that, of the kingdom of God. This is, this is it. You know, the things that the Word of God tells us to do, these are, these are things that actually keep us, our, our feet firmly planted and rooted in the kingdom of God. And so I just want to encourage you guys to read the Word, to pour over the Word, to, to you know, ask the Lord to continue to give you revelation around the Word. Take the promises that God has given you. Declare those promises. That's staying anchored in the kingdom. I mean, we're talking about love. We're talking about all these things. We're talking about giving. We're talking about sowing. We're talking about all the things. And even though things are, are, are crazy around us, that doesn't, that doesn't rock the kingdom in the place where it's like, oh, my gosh, what are we supposed to do? How are we going to help all, all the, our sons and daughters around the earth? Keep your feet planted. Keep your feet planted. Keep doing what the word tells you to do. Stay in that place. And I'm telling you, like, even in the middle of everything that's happening, God will keep you because he's a good dad. He's going to keep his kids. And so um, let me just bring to you Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So where's the kingdom of God? The scripture just says the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. It says... For the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit of God is on you. The Spirit of God is in you. And wherever the presence of God is, there is the kingdom. So when you, when you step into, I don't know, let's say you're, you're stepping into Walmart or Target or wherever, wherever life takes you, you are actually brokering the kingdom of God. You are walking in the Spirit. And as you walk in the spirit, you actually bring the kingdom. So bring it. Bring the kingdom. Go and bring it. You know, disciple all nations. Wherever your feet take you, go. And it's important for us as we move forward, even in this place of, of uncertainty, that we have this element of, of faith because faith is substance according to Hebrews uh, chapter 11 verse 1. And it also says in Hebrews 11, chapter, uh, verse 3, that by faith we understand. And so even when we don't quite understand what's going on, the Scripture says our understanding is actually by faith. And that's an interesting thing because what we want to do is we want to know something first 
and then believe something, and the kingdom is all about believing something first and then understanding it second. So even in the middle of all this, and believe me, there's like, we don't understand, we don't understand like this, you know, I don't know how many times have you guys have said, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. You know, we're like, this doesn't make sense. I, I just want to encourage you guys that, that it, it's probably not going to make sense. But in the kingdom, what we need to do is that we need to apprehend even all those uncertainties and make sure that we're in this place of faith, trusting God in this process, and then releasing that from heaven to earth. There are some things we're just not going to understand. What, we're not going to understand what, maybe what God's doing, or we're not going to have a, an idea of what God's doing. But by faith, I understand. So I trust that he's good. He's good all the time. I, I lean on his character. I lean on his character. And I'm telling you, one of the first things that the enemy is, will always try and um, sow into the hearts and minds of believers and unbelievers for sure is the character of God. Is God just? Is God good? Does God care for me? So there's always, there's always going to be an attack on the character of God and especially the goodness of God. And so, so though you might not understand this, Fall back by faith and understand who he is and put your faith in who he is. And just say, I know who he is. I know what I believe. I don't understand what's going on here, but I know, I know, the, I know the God that, that is in me, and I make a choice to have faith in, that, in the Lord. And I want to encourage you with that. So let's stay in this place of faith. And then it says, and then I think the other thing in terms of like this unshakable kingdom and just really just kind of um, encouraging all of us in this season is that, um, you know, we, we have to be men and women. It's like we're, we're learning, we're learning how to do church outside the walls. Like we're learning, I mean, God is literally stripping that old identity, I call it churchianity, though I feel like there's power in the gathering. Like there's, that's where the power is. The power's in the gathering. So where there's two or three gathered, there he is. Doesn't necessarily have to be in a church building, though that's a powerful gathering. That's why we're advocating coming together, uh, whether it's a weekly basis or whatever, uh, inside, of, it doesn't matter. But I, only, I really want you to be encouraged that there's power in the gathering. So if you're at your house and you're watching this and you have four or five people, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever it is, that, that there's the power of God, the presence of God is part of that corporate gathering right there in your house. And so I've told Wendy this a couple weeks ago. I don't know if I shared it here, but I told her, I said, man, I, I didn't realize how much... Um, how much, I guess I use the word churchianity, you know, like how much of that is, is actually in me. And, and then I'm thinking about my brothers and sisters who are like forced underground. And I mean, even preaching the gospel is they can jeopardize their life. Like, I mean, who they talk to, when they talk to them, like they're living in this place. And so though I want to see us get back to 
get back to gathering again, I'm still asking the Lord, I'm asking the Lord to I'm squeeze out the lesson in all of this. Like, Father, how can I be transformed as a result of what we're going through? How can I be more like you as a result of what I'm going through or what we're going through? What are the lessons that you're trying to teach me right now in this season? Even though, you know, we, we're, we're moving a, this direction in terms of regathering, I still am asking the Lord, what is it that you, what, is, what are the lessons you're trying to teach me? What are my, what are my securities? What are my insecurities? What am I putting, what am I banking on? What am I not banking on? Am I totally trusting you completely? You know, how far should I step in? How far should I stay back? How far, like all these things. And I think that's important for every single person that's either in this room or you're viewing right now. And we, we need to be asking the Lord that. And that's, those are simple things. That's just getting, getting before God and saying, you know what? I, you got to teach me. Are there, is there things in me that should not be there that the Lord is shining his light on and exposing in the hour? And there are certain things as we go through certain times that the light will focus on certain areas of our life just because of the sheer nature of what's going on. In other words, the, the situation, the climate actually, the climate that's around us actually, there are things that we maybe never would have seen before, but the Lord is ex exposing those areas in our heart, in our life. And we have to be able to ask the Holy Spirit, shine the light on areas of my life that are not pleasing to you, but I never knew were there. Shine the light on it. I want the light to shine on it because I want those, let's just say they're weeds or, or whatever, unhealthy things that are lodged in my heart that only this situation that we're currently in could expose. And I, and I just, that's just how I live. I, and I would encourage you to, to do the same because we don't, we want this, yes, we want, we want revival not survival, but, but in, the, in, this, in this context too, we also have to ask the Lord to refine his church. And it says in scriptures in, in Isaiah, it talks a lot about, uh, you know, how, how gold is purified. And so gold is purified by putting heat under the gold and the infirmities rise. And like I said before, you need both. You need the fire of God on you by the power of the Holy Spirit, and we need the fire of God under us so that we could actually be refined. And so the, the way that the, the goldsmith, I don't know if that's the word, refiner, I'll just use that. The way the refiner knows that the, the impurities are gone is he actually looks over whatever, he's, you know, whatever that gold is that's being refined, he looks over it and he sees his face in it. He actually sees, when he sees his image, on the top of that refined gold, then he knows it's purified. And, and, and that's what the Lord is working out in us. It's like this refining process that's taking place. I mean, yes, I know that there are th things that are going down and I know that there's bigger pictures and all those things that are, that are possibly happening, but, but in the middle of all that, we, we have to be mindful like, Lord, 
especially because it says judgment ha- starts in the, ha- in the house of the Lord, that we have to actually ask the Lord to take away these impurities that are in our heart so that the image of Christ is displayed through us. It's not about, you guys, it's not about heaven. It's about, it's about the image of Jesus, that we are being conformed into the image of his son. And sometimes the, heat, the heat's just going to come on us we didn't ask for the heat. We didn't invite the heat. You know, it just, it just happened, right? And so, and so we, have to be in this, we have to be in this place where, yes, where we're contending. Yes, we're going after all this, yeah, revival and faith and uh, all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, we have, to be, we have to be men and women who are saying, okay, take a step back. What are you, what are you doing in my heart right now? And as the fire is going up, and I'm, I'm this, I'm that, refine me, continue to refine me, because I really want to see the image of Jesus reflected out of my life. And that's the prayer. We want to see the, we want people to, see, I don't want people to see Greg Seamus. I want people to see the Lord Jesus. I mean, you know, Greg Seamus is, he's flawed. He's, he's just a man, you know, and, but if they can see Christ in me, then there's going to be the hope of glory, right? There's going to be hope in people when they see that out of me. And that sometimes has to straight up being refined. And so I just want to encourage you in this season that we have to ask the Lord, like, send revival. That's the first R. You know, send revival, but also refine me. That's the second R. Send the fire of God on a nation, but be prepared for the fire of God to come under you like it does gold to refine us in the process. So let's be in this place where we're doing that. And the last thing I wanted to share with you, I can't believe the time's just moving along too, too fast. I, I, was, <clears throat> I was in my car just driving, and that's, sometimes that's the best place for me to think is in my car. I don't know about any of you guys, but... I just get in my car and I turn off the news, you know, news talk and all the other stuff that's going on. And I just talk to the Lord and, or I just get an impression. And I felt like the Lord just said, you know, review the things that, that we went after, I don't know, I don't even know, four months ago. Review it and just share it. And I, I, wanna, I just want to end with this. Remember, I don't even know what kind of campaign is, but what kind of campaign we did but this was months ago, um, and it actually came out of the book of Joshua where it says, choose this day whom you will serve. And I still feel like all the things that we did, I think there were 15 of them, that we actually, they actually still apply today. And I want to read them to you because I want to encourage you guys um, in the middle of this. And so I know that I wrote uh, on my on my website, on my blog, I wrote, I think, I think one for each, each of these, and those still apply. So just go ahead and go to, go to my blog. It's just gregseamus.org. I'm not saying that just to, hey, go to my. So I want you guys to know that, that I spent time and I wrote a lot of, you know, wrote on each one of these topics. And so these are ways of staying encouraged. And so visit that and, and read it. They're quick reads. They're not meant to be long, exhaustive. But I want to just want to, I want to review these over to you because I, I really review these to you because I feel like they totally still apply. And here's the thing. We have to make choices. And we still have to make choices. And so when we make a choice, 
Making a choice is intentional. Sometimes making a choice goes against everything that we feel. Um, all the stuff that's going inside of us, we have, to, we have to be intentional to make these choices. And I want to encourage you guys with each and every choice that we have here. Some of you might, might not agree with all 15 of them. I hope you do. Some of you, um, some of you are like, yes, you know, but I just, just keep this list in front of you, all right? So, and I, I really got to wrap, I said 15, I might have made some of you nervous. Um, I, I'll, I'm just going to read them, and then we're going we're gonna to close in prayer, okay? I promise. Um, number one, that we need to continue, and I'll probably say continue, all right? So we need to continue, continue to choose faith over fear. Continue to choose Faith over fear. I wish I could comment on these. I promise you I wouldn't. Number two, yeah, go to the, yeah, go, yeah. Number two is like we need to continue to choose worship over worry. Number three, we need to continue to choose God's word over global and local news. Number four, we need to continue to choose responding to the Father over reacting to the devil. Number five, we need to continue to choose trust in God, trust over anxiety. Number six, we need to continue to choose peace over panic. Isaiah, I got to throw this verse in, sorry. Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. Number seven, we need to choose, continue to choose hope over despair. Hope is a confident expectation of what God has promised and its strength and his strength in his faithfulness. So despair is the complete loss and absence of hope. So we're choosing hope over despair. Number eight, we're going to choose joy over discouragement. Number nine, we're going to choose God's wisdom over human wisdom. It says in James chapter 1, verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who generously, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to, to you. Number 10, choose community over isolation. Listen, find people that you can gather with. I know about their social bubbles and all kinds of, like you just do, just whatever it is between you and the Lord, you can gather in community online, you can gather through Zoom, you can gather even in person, whatever. Choose community over isolation. Don't isolate yourself, right? Find ways. You know, it says in Scripture, like, in order to have friends, you need to be friendly. I think for some of you, you're waiting for a call. Reach out first. Don't wait for the call. Just make, just make a call. Just, or just shoot a text out. Just do that. Connect with people. Be intentional. Number 12, choose God's kingdom over human government. 
wow, I just want to keep going. I, I could talk a whole another hour on that. Number 13, uh, we continue to choose God's power over man's wisdom. For God intended that your faith not be established in, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 5. For God intended that your faith not be established on man's wisdom, but by trusting in his almighty power. Number 14, we choose life over death. What are you talking about? I'm talking about death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we have to be people who are speaking life, not death. How am I speaking death? Oh, when you, when you go after people with your words and they're not life-giving, you are actually cursing people. You have to, we have to be very, very careful. This is where we have to apply wisdom. We have to be careful about what we're saying that we don't actually continue to curse with the very words that we're saying that's defeating our purpose. So we need wisdom in that because we have to call out truth, but at the same time, we can't be, we can't be speaking death over people. And hopefully that makes sense to you. And the last one is that we have to choose praying over complaining. Praying over complaining. If we could just pray more than we complain, I believe that we'll, begin, we'll, we'll continue to gain traction and influence, kingdom influence in our cities, in our region. Well, that's my prayer for us. That's, that, that's, that list, that, those principles, those are kingdom principles. And so I, I don't know if you have those, if you wrote those down, I you just got to keep them. I'm going to, I keep it in front of me. I, I need it. And I have scripture verses that support it. Like I need these in front of me because I can get carried away into this or I can get carried away into that. And I got to go back here and anchor myself again. I just want to say that there is no weapon formed against you that prospers. I want to say to you that you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. The scriptures do not change, even though our circumstances might. We anchor ourselves on the word right here, and we declare our identity is found right here. Right here. We are sons and daughters, right here. And the enemy would try and get us to go this way and that way and find our identity here and find our identity there. We slide here, we slide there. It's who, this is who you are. Let the word of God, let the words of God define you and live from a place of faith and let's change the world. Let's believe God in the middle of this that we will see light continue to shine in the Silicon Valley. Let me pray for you. Father, with great hope, we stand in this place. Six months ago, we, we really didn't know what was going on. Many, 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 many millions of people, billions of people didn't know what's going on. But from the foundations of the world, you did. And how we'll respond is everything. So teach us to respond in a godly way, in a God-fearing way, in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would breathe life, and hope into every single person that's viewing us today or listening to us today. 
that they are more than conquerors. There is no weapon formed against you. It does say in Jeremiah that I have a hope and a future for you. I have a plan for you. And it's to provide you a hope and a future. We stand on those promises. God, I pray that you supernaturally, like manna from heaven, be the, send provision from every side. Not just financial provision, but I'm talking about the peace of God that goes beyond all understanding. Things that, not only the riches, but the true riches. Things that money can never buy. And so, Lord, I just release that into those that are viewing, those very, very, very few that are in this room. And I just want you to receive it. Just say, I receive it. Just say, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it for myself. And help me, Lord God, bring the gospel of the good news to people this week. I'm trusting you for that, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thanks again for listening. For more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. God bless.